Hello, and welcome to the Comedian's Paradise. Uh, it's the podcast where we speak to a lot of fascinating and intriguing characters from the entertainment world to help comedians like you and me find our own niche. Now, today's guest is an absolute comedy storm and an entertainment giant. He is a man who is nicknamed American Kickboxer because you could kick your ass to the one side to the other. He's a man who's been in wrestling. He's a man who's studied martial arts. He's a man who's a comedian and musician. He's a man with so many tales. And who he's an absolutely remarkable guest. And it's a pleasure to have him on. Please welcome Frank Mullins. It is I, me, moi, the one and only, too stony to be lonely. Some ladies call him Izzy. Some say hi, possibly. Uh, most of my friends call me Uncle Frank. It's nice to meet everybody. Thanks for having me on, man. It's nice to be here. And yeah, it's it's been it's been great to have a little chat for you, like before we start the podcast. And you've had quite a remarkable life. Like you told me so many things. You told me about discovering the BS. Like you have the six um, six uh, deadly Deadly sins sins. in terms of character, and you've spoken about like how does so much to wrestling and like you have you started in such humble beginnings so like before we like to get the podcast on the go like how did you get to where you are as a musician and comedian today um really and truly i believed in myself if nobody else believed in me i believed in me because this is my life you have one life to live and uh what whatever you do with this life is completely on you um what we were discussing before we got started was my theory uh my working theory on life and it's called the deadly six and whenever you find somebody that's not happy with where they are in life they'll always revert back to one of six things and those six things are coulda woulda shoulda guilt sin and blame And what they're truly saying is, is as long as they've got one of these outs, they don't have to be held accountable for not only their own happiness, but their own lives. And what we discussed with that was by living this way, um, two things have happened for me personally. Uh, Number one, nobody can bullshit me because I I can see it and I can hear it immediately. Oh, you're just not taking accountability for yourself. uh, But more importantly, by living this way, I have to hold myself accountable as well when I hear these words come from myself. So yeah, the deadly six are as coulda, woulda, shoulda, guilt, sin, and blame. Kind of the key to happiness Holding yourself accountable for your own life. Good Lord, man, you can't turn over your phone when we're doing. I do not know what happened there. Let's. I'm. I'm no, sorry. No, keep it going. This is fine. This is awesome. Usually, it's the guest that doesn't turn off their phone or something like that, not the host. That's awesome. That is not. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me turn this off. That's not right. You got to keep this going, man. Do not fucking cut this out. Don't edit it. <laughs> okay, awesome. I'll keep it. <laughs> this is awesome. This is life, man. This is the way it goes. And yeah, I've had so many of those moments in my life that you just you you can't plan for, but you just got to play along, and that's so fucking okay. awesome. That that's great. 
That's great. So, yeah, man. Um, So, for me, I had seen wrestling as a kid. Uh, The first match I had seen was in 1977. So, if that tells you, I turned 51 yesterday. 51. Yeah, this is 33 years in the entertainment business for me. Yeah, keep them running. (laughs) Phone's still ringing. You are a busy man. This is so. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. (laughs) <laughs> of course man this is the universe this is so awesome so uh, <laughs> the awkwardness of it that's so beautiful uh but uh, yeah as i said this is 33 years in the entertainment business for me and uh all it was was i promised myself when i was really young i, I i've been on my own since i was 14 but i promised myself at a really young age and i was going to get mine man and uh knew that it was completely on me because when I was on the streets, when I was homeless and things like that, nobody was there. Do you feel me? Yeah. People will always want to be there when you're on top, but it's the people who are there when you're at your lowest. Those are your true friends, man. There's vampires everywhere that are willing to feed off of, off of your energy, off of your vibe. And if you're on top, they'll be right there by your side. But it's when you're at your bottom, those are your real people. So, hmm. yeah. what's, what's your sign for detecting people that are, because you've, you've had a lot of that in entertainment. You were in wrestling, you were in all that. And you, you, so you've had a lot of experience with people that are that type of person. Uh, for me, um, I don't it, it's it takes a lot for me because I don't like oh, pardon me um I don't hang out in bars you can time on a stopwatch how long it takes for me to get done performing and to be out of that place okay because that's I don't want to be there that just happens to be the place or the vehicle again where I've got to be to accomplish what I want to accomplish um i don't like the mindset i don't like the mentality um no no liquor store has ever been sued for false advertising okay and what i mean by that is on the front of the liquor store it says liquor and spirits right now anytime that somebody gets drunk and whatever else the next day they say man I, I don't know what got into me. I, uh, I, that just wasn't me. Well, it says on the front of the store, spirits. <laughs> Willingly ingested a spirit. Okay, if that's not possession by definition, I don't know what it is. Right? Yeah. Well, you were demon possessed last night. What do you mean? Well, it says, it says right on the store, liquor and spirits. You, you, you had the spirit of Jose Cuervo. You had the spirit of Jack Daniels. <laughs> you could even name the spirit you were possessed by. So, yeah. So I, I prefer to do my own thing, and I set up my own shows, and I put on my own vibes, and I'll, I'll do open mics here and there, but. I absolutely despise the drunken mentality. I don't like playing for pennies on the dollars and bars and shit like that. 
I prefer to do my own thing. And I prefer, you know, uh, when I first got, uh, I stopped wrestling in 2007, I quit wrestling full time. And uh, because I started dealing with seizures due to concussions, I've had uh, 15 known concussions. I uh, had my, broken my neck twice in wrestling. And uh, so in that process, I still had the spotlight from uh, wrestling on me to start doing comedy and music. And uh, again, I, I only wanted two things growing up that was either to be a wrestler or to be a musician. And, uh, so I was able to take one and to do the other. Mm. so you you effectively you're, you're doing both you, you've done both yes yeah exactly and uh yeah the the idea being let's see how far we can take an idea right yeah or, or a dream of that nature no it, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because some of the things I know what you're saying about Penny of the Bar shows. And I mean, what you said there is an issue with a lot of things in comedy across the globe in terms of like a lot of comedians are fighting over scraps. Well, right. probably in some instances, it would be better if they just did their own show and went well, out and did it. When I decided that I wanted to be a musician and I wanted to be a comedian, I went to the streets and what I did was I started playing music on the streets and working on my act on the streets. And people, believe it or not, paid me to practice my act on the streets. They just toss money down. Just throw money at me, practicing my act out there on the streets. Walking by me, silly enough, oh, look at this crazy looking guy. Let's throw money at him. So in doing that, when I got into this and when I got into entertainment, when I got into wrestling, when I got into playing music, the idea was to make money and exposure. Okay. Yeah. And let's say I set up on Daytona Beach in Florida, playing music, telling jokes. I've made money practicing my guitar making people laugh. I've made my money today and I've been exposed to thousands of people. You know, I could probably pick and choose if I want to play a club tonight or not because I just got exposed to 10,000 people today walking past me who just threw money at me to practice my guitar. You see what I mean? Yeah. So if, if, you, if you get it confused, with I've got to play this club and I've got to do this and I've got to follow this, then you're missing the whole fucking point of this. The whole point is to make money and to get exposure, correct? Uh, I don't, what do you mean by that? Like getting money exposure? Just make if, build your own fan base got, and do things yeah, on your own terms. Well, if, if you got into the entertainment business, to do anything else but to make money and to get exposure, then you got into it for the wrong reason. Oh, yes, yes, I 100% believe that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, so if I've made my money 
laying out there on the streets. And I've been exposed to how many people that day who've checked out what I've got going on YouTube. Why do I need to go kiss some club owner's ass to fucking play in front of 15 drunks? Yeah, they would they would they'll give you a good good bit free alcohol and they'll give you a good massage. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. You see what I mean? Don't get it confused. That's where people get it so confused that they have to do it one way. I have to do it this way. I have to do it this way. No. No, you don't. You can do it any way you want to. You just have to work at it, man. Nothing's free. Okay. Yeah. And that's that's all that I've done is I came up my own way to do things and I work it. I'm willing to fail. And you have to be willing to fail. And you have to be willing to crash hard and go down in flames many times. But if you believe in yourself and you're willing to work hard enough, it, it works for you. What, go ahead. What's, what do you make of comedians that have completely put everything on their own back? Like comedians like Doug Stanhope or like who's who's become famous through building his own audience or like Jeff Leeson. He's a comic in Canada. He's not famous, but he built his own audience just through touring. Like I have, people I have going. more respect for guys who have done it that way. Okay, and I'll, I'll give you I'll give you two examples. All right, and this probably won't make me real real popular, but I'll give you. Well, we could even give three examples, but let's go with yeah, we'll go with three examples. Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, Carlos Mencia and uh, what's the guy with the puppets? Uh, uh, Doug. Uh, Paul Zerden. No, no, no. The one that, uh, God bless it. I lost his name off the top of my head. He had puppets and uh, was really famous here in the States. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, my point being. Larry the Cable Guy doesn't talk that way, okay? He's doing a character, all right? Uh, and he's playing to the lowest common denominator. You know what I mean? He's, he's dumbed down his acts to be popular, okay? Uh, uh, Carlos Mencia, his name's Ned. And he's from Honduras, okay? And all he did was, hey, man, he added this Mexican bit, and he's not Mexican. And then the, the guy with the puppets, if he didn't have the puppets on his hand, how racist would his act be? Okay. Do you understand what I mean? So I have so much more respect for a guy like Stanhope who didn't sell out, who didn't have to fucking play stupid and stuck to his guns. I'm more into Bill Hicks. I love mm. Bill Hicks. He was the inspiration for me to actually get started. Bill Hicks and Sam Kinison. But, uh, yeah, there's a few. Yeah. A few. So, so 
instead of selling out and dumbing down your material and again, kissing ass to go that certain way, I prefer just to do my thing. And if people get it, people get it. You know, my personal evolution was going from artist to art. Okay. And what I mean by that is art is subjective. Right? Does that yeah. make sense to you? Yeah. So once you understand that art is subjective, so is life. It all depends on the viewer. So once you understand that, then you truly have the freedom to create because you know it's not going to, it's never going to get over with everybody. So why even try to get over with everybody? Fucking be you. That's where the greatest magic is, is being yourself and creating your own vibe and your own energy and not trying to be like this guy and not trying to dumb down your material so you're accepted by the masses. I give a fuck if the masses like me and if I played another bar in my life, two tears in a bucket, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's again, it's all about exposure and money. You don't have to, you don't have to fucking do it that way. One, I do, yeah, I do. I, I'm all for people doing their own thing. Uh, I'm sure. a big exponent of that. Um, one of the things that I do, maybe this is a subjective opinion, as you said, sure. but um, one thing I've noticed with comedy and comedians, as opposed to musicians, that I feel that musicians are a bit more proactive in getting things done for themselves. I feel that sometimes with comedians, we're a bit more held back. In terms of that, like we wait to get spots with other people. Musicians, I see a lot of them book their own shows. You're the only person holding you back then, especially with this market today. If you're waiting to go perform in a club that holds 50 people, how many fucking views could you get on YouTube in one day? You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to play that fucking route. You don't have to go around the beer swillers and kiss that fucking dirty ass to try to do that. You don't have to do that. You can create your own vibe. You can create your own energy. You don't have to play along, man. I'm sitting here doing this interview with you. You're across the world from me. I'm a former homeless guy who plays music on the streets to just get a laugh most of the time. And I pick and choose the shit that I want to do because it's fun for me, man. It's a joke. It's all a laugh. It's a rib. Well, so what, when you did comedy and you did a few gigs, when you, know, when you do come and when you, when you yeah. used to try that route or you did a bit of that where you try and kiss some promoter's ass, what was an instance when you first told them to fuck off? Uh, when I walked into a place, and uh, this was down in Florida, you this is great. Um, and I walked in, and this lady walked up to me. And she said, oh, you're the feature comedian tonight? Uh, yeah. She said, are you anything like that Larry the Cable guy? They love him down here. And I said, hold on a second. I've got to go get my guitar out of the car. 
And I went out to the car and I told the woman I was with, just drive. And we left. So, <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Two tears in a bucket, man. Uh, my One of my favorite bits was Red Fox. And Red Fox stood on stage and he looked at the crowd and he realized nothing he was going to do or say was going to get over no matter what he did. So he stood there and he stirred his drink and he looked around. He stepped up to the microphone and he said, fuck this, and walked away. <laughs> Greatest performance ever. <laughs> Greatest ever. Why? Because he knew it. Why am I going to do this? Why am I going to beat myself to death? For people who aren't going to get it anyways. Okay. One of the things that I've noticed, so, so you've been in fighting, you've been in a lot of different things like wrestling and you've yes. been in homeless. How has that sort of shaped you more than perhaps people who haven't been in those situations? What, what advantage? And I'm not afraid to fail. I'm not afraid to embarrass myself. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks of me. They're not going to pay my bills when I walk out that place. None of them are going to call to check up on me later. Hey, man, I heard you were down. Who the fuck are you? Well, I seen you in the bar the other night, man. I just heard you were down, man. I wanted to check on you. That shit doesn't happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So... And understanding that I'm just playing a role. And for a few minutes, if I've, I've entertained them for that time, if I made you think for one minute outside of your comfort zone or made you decide that, hey, maybe I could approach this a little bit differently, then I've done my job. Bill Hicks said he didn't want a thousand asses in seats, but he'd like to have a few brains in the crowd, you know? Hmm. Those are the people I'm trying to reach. Those are those are the people that are going to change the world, not the guy sitting in the bar talking about how bad his fucking life is. You know? Do Do you feel that any of the what What are your thoughts on the industries you've been part of, like wrestling, um, music, and comedy? Like, are they similar or are they completely different sides uh... of the same coin? Wrestling, uh, wrestling is such a, a wonderful training ground for so many of these different things, okay? And what I mean by that is so many people get lost in real and fake with pro wrestling instead of understanding what's really going on, okay? It's live theater, theater and around in front of a live crowd where that person is taking their own stunts. They've got one take to do it in, as well as speaking. And as I said, in front of a live crowd to turn around only to be called a fake. <laughs> no other form of theater does this. No other movies or anything like that does that. Okay, how many people shit themselves just thinking about public speaking? 
right? Oh my God, I've got, I've got to speak to the office tomorrow. Oh my God. And wrestling, I was handed the microphone and told, hey, go piss them people off. Oh, okay, right on. You're going to pay me to go piss people off? Right on, you know. So why would I care inside of a club if a bunch of people are mad at me? <laughs> I used to get paid to do that. <laughs> you know? And that's again. That's where the fun is. If 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 anything else, I've done a couple of shows where I go into a place intentionally trying to bomb just to have a good time, man. Hey, you want to see me go down in flames tonight? Watch this, yeah. <laughs> because it doesn't matter. It's fun. Are people <laughs> the same in all those industries? Are, are the people that are in the, the characters in wrestling, music, and comedy the same? Uh. Believe it or not, the musicians want to be wrestlers, and wrestlers most of the time want to be musicians or, com or comedians. Yeah, it's all entertainment. That's all. Yeah, and, and in all reality, it's it's a drug. If you think mm -hmm. about it, it's it's a drug for the performer. It's my it's my favorite drug, as a matter of fact, and that's part of the reason why I try to get out of a place as fast as I do when I get done performing, because I don't want to share that kind of energy with a drunken crowd. You know what I mean? They're not going to get it anyways. They're not going to remember tomorrow. I was just fucking anywhere between five seven minutes to an hour of their fucking evening. You know. I made them laugh for a second or distracted them for a minute. And I don't get it more confused than that. Okay. And what about the whole, um, so you've, but you've been on different sides of, like you, you've actually been on the side where you've helped other people develop as well, rather than just being an entertainer. Like you've trained mm -hmm. fighters, haven't you as well? Yeah, I train wrestlers and trained fighters, of course. And again, that's that's uh, being able to train somebody and teach somebody. It doesn't come from being successful. It comes from failing a lot. Does that make sense? Hey, I did it this way. You might not want to do it that way. I did it that. Because I got yeah, yeah, yeah. If I if I walk down a pathway in the middle of the night on the right and I break my leg. And you're getting ready to walk down that same path. And I don't say, hey, hey, man, don't walk to the right, man. That's where I broke my leg. Stick to the left. If I don't say that to you, then I went through all of that for nothing. Does that make sense? If anything, I have the ability to tell you the tale to keep you from making the same mistake that I did. And that's, that's where my experience, that's, you know, my, my resume comes from experience of actually doing. Does, do you get that? I know that people, when they've helped people that are struggling, it gives them a mm -hmm. sense of joy to help change their life around or help them out. Do you get that same sort of satisfaction that you've, when you've helped people? Um, the only reason that I've been able to do the things that I've done is because of the kindness of others. Whether it was somebody, if I was going to a different town, they said, hey, you want to sleep on my couch tonight, man? 
or you know, hey, do you need you want to eat tonight over here so you don't have to spend any money in the store or anything like that? The only reason that I was able to do those things was because of so in order to keep that energy, in order to because I, I truly live off of the energy that I've put out in this world. Okay. And the only way that continues is to continue to put out that energy and by teaching others and forwarding that because that's the way that I was able to do it. Do you understand? I'm just doing what somebody else did for me a long time ago. So do you feel that this is all connected? Do you, of course. If, if, so if someone puts out an energy that I am a big shot, I'm going to treat you like crap, how is that going to come back to the... Well, let's let's just say that uh, reincarnation. Let's just let's just use that for an example. All right. All religions say that life is everlasting. All right. Now it doesn't say in what form, but it says life is everlasting. So let's just say you're an asshole in this life. Maybe next time around you come back as a dung beetle. And you're forced to eat shit your whole existence until you get it right. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So, and more, more than likely, if somebody lives that way, you can see their, their true life will be a reflection of it. You know, they, the facade won't be able to be held up for long. Yeah. Hmm. And who's really your boss? Other people. No, fuck no, man. Andre the Giant used to call everybody boss, but who bossed Andre the Giant around? Himself. Nobody. Nobody. Exactly. exactly. How you doing, boss? Well, Andre called me boss. <laughs> but he was, you know, he's just telling you who the boss really is. Hmm. Don't get it confused. <laughs> what you you like yeah okay you believe in like being as you said at the start of the podcast you're very sort of like to do things straight up what you see is what you get and you you feel that yeah just do things the right way and it'll come back to you of but course. do you do you, is there a movie character or is there any person that yeah illustrates uh... what um i'll give you three examples okay my life movie wise would have been like joe dirt the wrestler and cool hand luke those would be the three and uh so much so that uh my best friend or one of my best friends in the wrestling business necro butcher who was actually in the movie the wrestler oh he called me while he was filming it. And he's like, hey, man. I said, what are you doing, buddy? Oh, man, I'm just out here filming the movie. Like it was something he did every day, you know. And I said, well, who are you playing, man? He said, oh, man, they got me playing myself. Like, you know, do you really have to try out, you know? <laughs> and I said, uh, what's the movie like, man? He said, oh, man, it's, it's kind of like your life. 
And I said, really? He said, yeah, man, and it don't have a happy ending. So if one of your best friends tells you the movie that he's in is kind of like your life and it doesn't have a happy ending, how quickly would you be to put on the brakes and maybe change directions as well? Oh, wait a second. That's the direction I'm going. We might not want to head that way. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but uh, as I said, Joe Dirt, again, I was I was a homeless teenager and uh, whatnot. So that kind of went right along. And Cool Hand Luke, because you couldn't, bla- you couldn't break it. You ever seen the movie Cool Hand Luke? Yeah. No, no, yeah. I haven't. Okay. It's actually one of my favorite movies of all time. My woman says it's one of the saddest movies in the world. But uh, Cool Hand Luke. And uh, the movie's about you couldn't break this guy's spirit. No matter whatever he went through, he came out smiling. And, uh, he got his name. He said, uh, there you were, fighting with nothing. You had nothing. He was hitting me with nothing. And they said, well, sometimes nothing's a pretty cool hand. And they said, there you are, cool hand Luke. And that's how he got the name. Because even with nothing, it was a pretty cool hand. No. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that movie now. You've you've given them a fan. And I'm yeah, they, they need to pay you commission movie. for this sale. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Paul Newman. It's a Paul Newman movie. It's a very, very, it's a beautiful movie. Yeah, cool hand Luke. Now, with all that we said and everything that's gone on, I've got three more questions to ask you. Like, oh, I... what what meal best describes the entertainment journey? If there was a, a human food meal, that best describes, I don't know, KFC hot wings, uh, best describes the entertainment journey, and how has being a parent changed you? And what is the biggest lesson you'd learn that you'd like to pass on to who's listening? Okay, so let's go with the first, that was a lot to take in, man. Uh, so <laughs> let's go with the first one, the meal. <laughs> um, Dusty Rhodes said it best. <laughs> And he What's said, that? Dusty Rhodes, he was a pro wrestler. Okay. And he said, I've dined with kings and queens, but I've slept in alleys and I've dined on pork and beans. So that would be the best way I would describe the entertainment industry because you have your ups and your downs. And most of the time, people don't even know when they're at their peak because they're in the middle of it. It's not until they're done do they realize that they had their peak. Okay. Yeah. All right. You don't know you're at the top of the mountain until you're standing at the top of it, really taking it all in. You don't realize that you're at the top of the mountain until you're on your way back down. Mm. Like, wow, I was there. Holy shit. Wow, I did see that. I'll be damned. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. What was the next question, please? Is there what if there's one piece of advice you'll give to anyone out there that's listening now, uh, 
what would you give him? Um, understand that the secret is real. Do you know about the secret? The Law of Attraction book. Yes, yes. That is very, very, very real. Um, I live my life by it completely. And I've lived just about every dream I've ever had because I was willing to go after it. Because I believed in me. I came up with a plan and I worked that plan. No matter what anybody else said, because most of the time people, they go looking for advice from people that have never done it. You know, it's like like going to known liars looking for the truth. Do you know what I mean? So you have to work your own plan. You have to create that yourself. Working somebody else's plan is never going to work for you. You can okay. take ideas. You can take ideas from it, but you know what was the wonderful thing about Tigger? Do you remember the lesson? That tiger in the, the cartoon. Yes. What was the wonderful thing about Tigger? He was happy. Now, the wonderful thing about Tigger was he's the only one. He embraced being the only tiger, the only Tigger. I'm the only one. Right? He embraced being that. He didn't try to be like everybody else. He didn't want to be like everybody else because there's only one me. Hmm. And that's the one thing that I would tell anybody. Embrace being you. Create your plan. If you're not happy with your life, you're the only one to blame for that. Nobody else. It goes back to the deadly six again. Okay, I live, I live two big words, okay? And these two words can truly change your life. These two words. The first one being acknowledge. And acknowledge means act on knowledge. Once you acknowledge something, then you have to act on that knowledge. You've acknowledged it now. Now what? Right? And then the other word is gratitude. Grateful in attitude. Hmm. All right? Once you understand those two words and you truly work from those two things, Acknowledging, once you've acknowledged something, then you act on the knowledge of it. And then work from gratitude, being grateful in attitude. Does that make sense? No, it's clear. Very clear. Yeah. So if, if anything, I would tell people to, to learn the secret, work the secret as much as you can, because it genuinely works. Okay. Okay. One thing I want to say on this, how do people find out about you and what's the best way to know more about your work? Okay, um, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, look up Real Izzy High, R-E-A-L-I-Z-Z-Y-H-I-G-H, all one word. Um, you can look on YouTube for Izzy High or American Kickboxer. Um Go to, uh, as I said, those things would be the best ways to find me. Um, or go to the Gathering of the Juggalos, ask around the Gypsy Crew. The Gypsy Crew. And 
wasn't there also you said to it about supporting uh veterans with ps ptsd oh, uh, that's uh what we what i have coming up is a very close friend of mine and a close friend of the gypsy crew his name was donald wheaton and donald died in a very tragic accident and the building that we're doing this fundraiser in is for uh, veterans and things of that nature. It's called Victory Gym. It's in Brownstown, Michigan. But what we've got is a fundraiser coming up. If you go to Facebook and look up Day for Donald, D-A-Y-F-O-R-D-O-N-A-L-D, Day for Donald. In the events, we've got music, pro wrestling, comedy. We're going to have auctions with all of the proceeds going to his widow. Um, so, yeah, that's a very big thing. It's going to have uh, the Gypsy Crew um, from JCW with uh, ICP's uh, group of uh, wrestlers. Um, the Gypsy Crew is all former wrestlers of Juggalo Championship Wrestling. That's how we all got together. We were all former wrestlers of that. So it's wrestlers and other entertainers. We've got headlined by the rapper Sedated. And uh, it's going to be a hell of a show. man. And that's on April 15th of this year. So coming up here in just a few weeks. Right. So guys, you know where to go. Find out about Frank. Please donate to the, his cause. And... Um, Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, uh, give us a, and give us a five-star view on Amazon or iTunes. Right, right. Hit the it. like and subscribe and all that larging and jump. Exactly. Jumbo. Yeah, man. Hey, it has been so awesome. Thank you so much for, and hey, I hope that, uh, you know, maybe we've taught a little bit, maybe, uh, I don't ever claim to be an electrician, but I think I can turn the lights on here and there, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you've seen that. It's been fun. I know you guys are going to absolutely love it. And I'll see you guys at the next episode.